1: Good evening, hello, welcome to New York Talk, this is the Modern United Podcast, and we're back in business with a win on Tuesday night, not playing sailing, um, and there's plenty to cover from it, we'll cover that, and then we've got Saturday for our last league game for three weeks, uh, as we try and uh, extend the gap at the top of the table. We have Michael with us, we keep messing around with his camera, good evening Michael. I don't know whether it's
2: right way around or not, I can't tell. Okay, it uh, it's up.
1: It looks uh, as good as it's going to get, I think.
2: Well, it's, got to be, <laughs> it's, it's not even that
1: good, is it? Uh, Will Daniels is back with us. Thank, uh, uh, thank you for joining us, Will. Words it, eh?
3: And a pleasure to be here. Good to, uh, <laughs> good to see you all again. It's been a while, but here I am. Yeah. And, uh,
1: yeah, let's do this. Let's do this thing. Uh, Danny, Danny Ogden-Gleary is with us. Thank you for joining us, Danny. Good evening, chaps. Uh, I hope everybody's well. I thought we'd start by... Covering off some bits of business that we need to cover off. First of all, let's cover Saturday. Coming up is the uh, Red Gloves. I've not got that right, Danny. What's it called? It's call the it. uh,
4: the Red Gloves raise, uh, raise a Hand for the Hospice for the Fundraising Initiative.
1: <laughs> there you go. It's need to catch your name, but it is <laughs> <brilliant>. um, <laughs> <laughs> So on Saturday, there were loads of places. Wait, if wait. you followed Club of I'm going to get
4: my Red Gloves. Hang on. Go
1: on. If you follow the club account, you'll see already Rex has been speaking about it. There'll be red gloves available for you to, pur- to, pay, for you to purchase and donate or to all of hospice. Uh Everybody's going to be wearing them. It's going to be brilliant. Mick, um, get your hand in your pocket for that.
2: Yeah, I will do. I will do. It's going to be a lot better raising funds for hospice, wearing a pair of red gloves, and it were that rag to wear last time. I mean, we raised money for a minute, so you know True. happy days. Money for charity is money for charity, though, innit? not it? Yeah, but I think that was a step too far last time, wasn't it? <laughs> <I don't
1: think laughs> well, nobody made you do it. Um,
0: no, it wasn't.
1: And also, now that the game against Sunderland has been postponed, we can now officially say what we're going to do. For the, we mentioned doing all the podcast. Danny, shows you red gloves. There Whee! we go.
4: There we go. There's <laughs> <laughs> a quick um, note you can't um, use electronics with them. Um, but anyway. <laughs> um, next Saturday, because the
1: Sunderland game has been postponed, we are going to be doing a 12 hour podcast, 12 hour live show through, have got YouTube and Facebook. Where to raise funds for the Ukrainian Red Cross appeal. Um, We've got a few different things lined up. We've got two former players agreed to come on Trevor Berry from the net for anybody who's in the 90s remember Trevor Berry. Trevor Berry is going to come on and potentially Adam Lafondre is going to come back on. He said he will if it fits in with his schedule. We're hopefully going to get Alfie back on next Saturday and we're going to work on two two or three other things. It's with 12 hours of us talking Rotherham United, England here will be on Uh, and we'll try and raise a couple of quid. The terrible stuff I was swollen. Terrible stuff that's happening in Ukraine. <laughs> Keep an eye on the socials for that. Um, right. Thank you, everybody. Shall we go with football? Um <laughs> Tuesday night, a two-one victory at home to Lincoln City. Um, Mick, for the first probably probably more than half the game, um, everything were looking hunky-dory. We were brilliant, we were comfortable. Uh, let's talk about the positive first half. I thought the first half was the best half of football we've had in, in some time.
2: We were back on it, weren't we? We were back on it big time. Um and, and, and that's what we've been that's what we've been looking for um since probably Sunderland, I guess, at home. You know. Uh that performance was outstanding in the first half. Um, we'll come on to the second half later, I guess. But um yeah, it's great to see what a time of the season to start putting in a performance like that. Absolutely fantastic! It was just electric, were not it? You know, um, and and it's a shame we couldn't get we could have got bagged a couple more goals as well. Absolutely uh, for staff.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Will, uh, uh, where does that first half, as a forty-five minutes, we'll come on to the negative later on? But let's savour that. There was some superb individual performances, and then it just gelled as a team as well, didn't it? That first half.
3: Yeah, I mean, for me, that is the best first half since uh, since Sunderland, as Mick said, um, we we looked possessed. To be honest, um, you know, really important that we hit the ground running uh, in these two games this week uh, to go into the international break with with a bit of a buffer on uh, on MK Dons, uh, and we we looked like we meant business in that first half, definitely.
1: Mm. And not far off, Danny, they're talking about the lineup now, not far off what we would all consider to be our strongest eleven. Um, you can maybe argue the matter question, which we'll go into in a minute. Um, but that team is, if we can keep Mikel Miller fit, if you keep Chio fit, keep Smithy fit enough, keep JJ fit, that will be enough to see us over the line. But there's lots of
4: ifs and buts mm. in that. Place, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. And uh, like you say, it is more or less our strongest eleven, bar two or three, I think. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the one player I want to highlight in that first half is is JJ because mm. he was everywhere across that front line against Lee, against Lincoln. He absolutely terrorised him. Um, and, yeah, fair, fair play to him. That is what we want to see from pressing football, that really up in the face and not giving him a time on the ball. Um, all right, he dropped away in the second half, which we'll mention in a minute. But in that first half... We did to Lincoln what MK Dons did to us in the second half. We just went at him, mm. all guns blazing, got two quick goals. Um and in actual fact the game against uh, Lincoln is a complete reversal of the game against MK Dons. Because I think um Yeah, you know, two two goals in the second half and they responded in in the second. Um but yeah, that first half, wow. Wow, it's a shame we couldn't keep that going over 90 minutes because the scoreline could have been anything.
1: Yeah, it could. No, absolutely could. We'll come on to some more. Everybody's joined us on YouTube. Thank you very much. We have the Grundys, we have Steve, Gavin, Scott with us. Ida Kelwick's with us. Paul Brooke, Kev Johnson, S64 Miller, Donna's with us. Um, Reese Kellogg, Tip Top, Michael Mortimer. On Donna, uh, I should actually have actually mentioned this now, really. Uh, Danny, you got the score prediction right. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think for the first time this season we've got a score prediction right. Um so apparently Donna you might even want to sign Danny. That's all I'm saying, Ladonna. Cool. Um well done Danny, for getting the score prediction correct.
4: Thank you. Um I just want to say uh, if one who just watches these who does watch these podcasts please don't take my score prediction as how we want to see the game out. Like, oh, I'll give, Dan, give, give Danny the sign, we'll concede one in second half. No, please don't do that. My blood pressure can't take that.
1: <laughs> no, they definitely can't, no. Um, I've done some mentions here. I just thought Ben Wiles played really well, Mick. Let's start with individual performances because there's some superb performances. And yeah. I think Ben Wiles is one, one of the few that for the full game, I thought it was superb. I don't think his performance will dropped off that much compared to others. But certainly, the first half, I mean, what a player. He could have he could have had a couple more goals, to be fair.
2: Yeah, he could have done. And if you watch that goal back, that he scores the run, uh, the run from him through there, and the ball obviously uh, helped him out a little bit. But his control when that ball came to him, because he was reaching for it a little bit, it was outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. But he does so much work off the ball, you know, creating space for other players, making those little runs, and, and trying to make the game trying to change the game constantly. Um, A lot of that work that he does is unseen. He's one of those midfielders that, you know, you don't really see a lot of the time um, because of the work that he does off the ball and creating space for others. So he's a hell of a player, mate, honestly. He is a hell of a player. And, and, you know, I said this slightly tongue-in-cheek, but he's too good for us, mate. You know, he is. He, He should not be playing in League One. He's far, far too good to be playing in League One, and hopefully next season he won't be. Uh, he'll be playing in Championship. So, and, and that's that's at least his level. Mm.
1: Yeah, he, he he doesn't always have the most. It doesn't always shine. Sometimes will his he, his performance is pretty <laughs> steady, but he doesn't always shine. And it, so when he does shine, it's it, we're also going look. He is amazing. He just not always shows. He's doing all the dirty work and things like that. Tuesday, first off, was his time to shine. I saw you put on Twitter that he like a man possessed. He was just that good, wasn't he?
3: Yeah, I think I, I, think I wrote something along the lines of he needed a drugs tester at, yeah. at, um, <laughs> at half-time. Don't advocate taking drugs. Um, so hopefully he's not done that. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, he, he could have had a goal before, uh, before the actual yeah. goal where he scored as well. Um, but mm. on the night, just absolutely unbelievable. And I think... One of the things that I've noticed in these bigger games is you need those players that can come out and demand the ball and mm. and play with real courage. And that's what we saw from Ben Wales um, on, on Tuesday night. I'm really impressed with him. And as Mick says, I think sometimes we are a little bit uh, harsh on Ben because we can see the potential that he's got. Uh, and for me, he is. He's going to be a championship player next season, whether that's with us or not uh, remains mm. to be seen. But, um, you know, I'm just really enjoying watching him play. And I think just on on a couple of stats from uh, Ben on the night, um, he actually won 60% of his jewels uh, of all all, uh, all jewels on the night. Um, and I think he won 75% of his defensive jewels as well, which for me is really important. Um, and obviously going forward goal and assist is, isn't too bad either so great night and uh hopefully we can see a few more of those by by the end of the season
1: mm. yeah definitely and the ball for his, for his goal, danny from rathbun was again super you, you don't often we don't associate with rathbun with that type of thing because he is just all guns blazing for 95 minutes of the game but that were a beautiful little pass
4: yeah, it was, and to say he had the um, <clears throat> the fans on him telling him to shoot as well because we were expecting something like Wigan, weren't we? To be honest, um, but that sly roll pass to Wiles was inch perfect. <laughs> Wiles has timed his run really well to give him credit for that, and he's finished just just that little arc into that far po that far corner, brilliant. But yeah, that goal easily doesn't happen if Rathbun's ball. He's either passed wide or as a go at goal. Because let's face it, he's not going to score because there's too many defenders in front of him. Um, so Rathbun's read it perfectly, played the ball through. Wiles is a hit, sweet as a nut. Like you say, well, I think he does need testing for drugs. I reckon he's took some paracetamol before the game and that's giving him an edge over everybody else. Um, but yeah, great finish from Wiles. And then he goes on to assist Chio, which, uh, all right, his goal may have been a cross, but we're not going to take it away from him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he, he said it was because he even said himself that it were across. And I, we all knew what time it were across. But that's, well, he deserved the goal. The team deserved that second goal. Um, yeah. Um, Steve is here. Danny's already mentioned it, but he thinks JJ was man of the match, Mick. Of um, all other players, well, I probably think of that match, but JJ was everywhere all the time. He won loads of things <laughs> in the air which is what you do, again, we don't... Again, although he's a big line, we don't necessarily say Smith is going to win. So JJ won more than his fair share. You
2: yeah, know, he's, it,
1: he's showing his quickness. He tired, but he just was brilliant again.
2: Yeah, he was. It was outstanding. <clears throat> he was outstanding without really sort of um, impacting the game from a, a, a goal or an assist point of view. But he's, he's, his work rate is is immense. And it's exactly what we need in this team, is it? You know, we've got to... All eleven players, goalkeeper included, have got to have that work rate, um, and 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 he's got it in spades. Mm-hmm. And he's got like, you say, he's got the pace. He's got, he's got everything that you want. Really, he just needs to get some game time and hopefully get a few goals under his belt, which I'm sure he will. Uh, we know he can finish with sin and finish. Um, so it's just game time for JJ now. But yeah, we're brilliant, absolutely great, and it's great to see somebody coming through through the system like he has, like Ben Wiles has, uh, and others, that, you know, it shows that things are working in background as well, does not it? Working properly, working well.
1: Mm. Yeah. And him and Smithy, Will, they linked up beautifully. You can often see when somebody comes in and they're not played that much together, it takes a moment or two. But they linked up brilliantly. And that's a really, really good sign for the future, hopefully.
3: Yeah, I think overall Smudge probably didn't have his best game on uh, on Tuesday night. But um, what he does really well is he's just worked really hard for the team, and that's obviously rubbed off on JJ because mm-hmm. I don't think there was a ball that he didn't chase on the night. Um, we call we call Ollie Rathbone the L Bunny, but I think yeah. uh, <laughs> JJ might be pushing him on on that mm-hmm. um, really strong performance. And the only thing that's missing from his game at the moment is the end product is is the goals. Um, so. Hopefully, we'll see that uh, further down the line. But yeah, really, really impressed, and certainly in terms of um, you know the opportunity that he's been given, given the striker situation that we've got at the moment, he seems to be grasping that with both hands.
1: Mm, yeah, definitely. The only contentious moment, Danny, was the foul on the keeper that wasn't given as a foul. I've seen a lot of Lincoln fans, a lot of Lincoln fans, very upset with JJ um, because it was late. They claim it was going late on the keeper. I personally just like was going for the ball. I haven't seen any other replay to suggest otherwise. Um, what what's your view on that? Is For me he's gotta go for it.
4: I think um the one thing we can say about replays is that if there's a contention for like a serious foul, they tend to show it on like the replays and show, ooh, that's a, ooh, you know, he's got away one there and other. And I haven't seen anything replaying that. Um <clears throat> so you know, I mean in the same sense, I haven't seen any replays that show the potential penalty on J G- on JJ in the second half as well, because you know it's it could be one of them where it's like six or one half a dozen or other, you know. Um Again, maybe if it, in this league if we had VAR, it'd look at it differently, but we don't, so it's down to the referee's decision there and then. But yeah, I, I didn't see anything up with it at the time. It's just great football, in my opinion. I agree. Upset a lot of Lincoln fans,
1: which
0: I suppose is the bonus, isn't it? <laughs>
2: Goalkeeper <laughs> dived into him, didn't he? Goalkeeper's gone football and, and rightly so, you know, it, it, it's fair. Uh, and he's, he's 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 managed to dive into uh, JJ as as he's done it, you know, they just come together. Mm. Um so it's referee got that right. In fact, to be fair, and we might come up to it or
1: but referee got most of the decisions right. For the most part, yeah, I think you're probably right. Though in the second half he sort of went a bit. Inconsistent, yeah. Um, like one, it yeah. was nothing major, I suppose, but then we didn't want any players setting off, did we? So, Lincoln fans will disagree with that. Um, somebody else that you have been championing for a long time to fairly a lot of us have, Mick. Miller made his first start in a, in a while in the league again. For as good as Chio was, for I mean Mikkel Miller was certainly in the running for man of the match, I thought he was absolutely everywhere, so quick, so skillful. I Maybe mean, didn't get the assist or whatever, but. He's so dangerous, isn't he? <laughs> he's,
2: a, he's a nightmare, isn't he? He's an absolute nightmare uh, for for defenders. Yeah, I mean, if we can keep him fit, what a player! What an absolute player he is. You know, he's got he's got everything. He's got just about everything. The only thing, the only worry inside of him is he's also got a bit of a stupid foul in him.
1: Neil Aguirre stalling him first half, <didn't> he? <laughs> yeah,
2: he did. Mm. Um, but if you can get if he can clean that up out of his game. He is a right player. It was definitely a man of match for me. Like you say, I, he was absolutely everywhere. Uh, even in that period towards the back end of the game, where we were kind of struggling a little bit, he was probably the only player that was trying to press higher up the pitch to keep the ball away. You know, he was he was the only one. Um, but he's got the pace to get back again as well, aren't he? You know. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I like him a lot. Man of match for me in, in my view. I'm choosing out Miller. Fair enough. And possibly, episode- you know. But- possibly what I would say is he might be a game changer for the rest of the season You know, keeping yeah. fit and he could mm-hmm. be the man that, um, that just sort of tips that balance if there's a balance to be tipped that is
1: it just gives an extra bit of option an extra versatility with Fergie mm-hmm. and Tutu on bench Chio's going to play in most games where, wherever possible and then those three Tutu, Miller and Fergie are probably going to interchange throughout the game throughout the throughout the ten, eight, eight games we've got left um, it's just a great option another great great option mm. um, Yeah. anybody else that stands out attacking I'll we'll talk about defence in a minute Will but is there anything, anybody else attacking wise any, any moments from the first half particularly that sort of stand out uh,
3: yeah? uh, I mean Ogbeni is just Ogbené it? <laughs> <It's, laughs> what, what more can you say on him um, just took a, a quick look at the, uh, the season stats and I've just seen that he's created 43 uh, chances um, from the dribbles that he's had this season which is the second in the league so far uh, just be far behind uh, Daffo, Dapo Afolayan so obviously really important to us um, and
1: yeah got a goal on the night mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought we were good defensively that Bramble's obviously a, a very quick yeah. fullback, and I kept him dead quiet and then the goal came from when she wasn't with him which we'll come to again in a minute. Um let's talk about the defence again Danny again this is more of a first half or first hour talk at the minute Um, I thought Joe Matic had a lot of talk on Twitter uh, pre-game about Joe Matic being selected getting a little bit of state people questioning why he's playing which I get, I get those questions when you've got Angus and Reg up, I understand the questions but Matic answered all those questions and so I, I, first half we were in the middle of everything wasn't he
4: yeah he's done alright hasn't he um, he's definitely looked I don't know if you've actually seen the, crit- the criticism before the game. Probably hasn't because, you know, why would you look on Twitter to see people abusing <laughs> you before a game? But I think anyone who had questions over matter, like I say, he did answer them, especially in the first half and for the opening, probably half an hour of the um, <clears throat> of the second half as well. Um, yeah, he has done very well. I think he's probably got in ahead of uh, Angus or Reg, probably because they still maybe maybe Angus can't do midweek to weekend, because he's not really been in the first-team fold for too long. Same with Reggie, he's come back from stint being injured. So, yeah, could have been a little bit of that and a bit of experience on that left-hand side. bit more defensive because of Miller going off on his travels up front, very effectively, I might add. Um, so, yeah, Matic turned out to be a very good uh, addition, I think.
1: Hmm. Yeah, no, he did, Definitely. Right, that's enough positivity, so let's rip into him for a bit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> here we go, probably oh, Millis fans, let's have a And then, uh, and it was about, well, the, the substitutions, first substitutions came on the 67th minute. Barlasa had uh, picked up a knock, I think it was a groin knock. Um, five old minutes, well, he didn't come off straight away, but he picked up a knock, so had uh, essentially had to come off. So the change was Barlasa uh, for Angus and JJ for Wes. Wes Harding was the change. Um we talked about this a time. Everybody's talked about it since, Mick. Let's talk about how it affected the game before, whether it was right or wrong, I suppose. The change in formation really hurt us. Whether it should or shouldn't is, again, probably another conversation, but it just didn't work. When the changes that we made just invited pressure and the nerves crept in around the stadium and it crept crept into the players Mm -hmm. and it just felt like something bad was going to happen and and one one of those two goals did. Yeah. yeah, it weren't
2: great, were it? It weren't great. I'm not entirely sure, looking back, what what they were trying to achieve by making the substitutions that they made. Um, you know, it just didn't. It didn't. I, I I don't know. It didn't. It didn't seem right. I mean, we ended up with something like six defenders on pitch and four attackers, and that was it. You know, it was like a bit. It was just a bit weird. It was just a bit peculiar. But um, look, well, we got through it, didn't we? That's that's all I'm going to say about it. Really, I think we we got through it, and I, I I don't understand why he made the made that why they they made those changes the way that they did. I don't I don't get it. I'm not going to be critical of them. You know, mm. they they will have thought about it. They will have discussed it. They will have discussed it as a team uh, beforehand. You know, this is what we're going to do if this happens, if that happens, or the other. You know, people were, should have been aware of what their rules and responsibilities were. Whether they were the right choices, probably in hindsight, they probably weren't, but I'm sure the decisions were made in good faith. And you know, it, that's all you can say really. We didn't lose. We didn't lose, we didn't draw. So <laughs> <Thank> you, <Donna>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh,
1: so we, we changed from a I don't know, three five two, we changed from a three five two to essentially a five a flat back five with two midfielders, we is essentially three attackers, Um and yeah, we ended up with. It felt like a, a defender too many on the first set of substitutions. Will we, we ended up with a defender too many, and I agree. Make me, I understand the bringing off because he's injured, but we had a Dauphin on the bench. It would have, for me in my non, I'm, I'm not. We don't know that much about football, but for me, for or Dauphin... Seems a really straight substitution, not disrupting too much because we weren't playing badly. It's not like we were battering us and, I, and we needed to change everything. They just seemed like they were trying to be a little bit too clever is what I thought watching it.
3: I think if you look at the, the three substitutions overall, they were all pretty much enforced by the sounds of it. Now we hear the uh, the yeah. the mm. um, the... Presser afterwards. Sorry, um, JJ obviously blew up, um, so we needed to, to make a decision there. And obviously, Ollie and uh, and Dan came off with knocks. Um, so we we went to a four two three one, or what eventually ended up being a four five one, and it just gave Lincoln a lot more time in the middle of the pitch to be able to work the ball into wider areas, and that's where we saw a lot of problems uh, caused and. It's difficult to know how to to talk about the situation, to be honest, because I I don't think it was something that we prepared for in any way whatsoever. In what situation would, you know, two of your your best uh, middle three come off the pitch. That just won't happen. And given the, the situation that we've got with injuries at the club anyway, it didn't feel like there was another option other than to do what we did. Whether it was right or not, you know, mm. we, we can argue until the cows come home. But in the end, obviously, we got through the game, as as Mick said, and that's the most important thing. And and giving credit to Lincoln as well, they saw mm. the situation and they, they seized upon the moment, didn't they? It's mm. not like we were playing hazed under nines or something. This is a, an astute uh, League One side that know exactly what they're doing. And they caused us a lot of issues and we've come through it and we've took three points and that's the most important thing at this stage.
1: Mm. No, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Danny, anything to add on the, on, the, on the substitutions? Will's right, the injury injuries are an issue because if Jamie is on bench and fit, then it is a different situation. Uh, it's,
4: yeah, go on. Anything to add? <laughs> um, <clears throat> one thing I'll add in terms of how it affected the game, it completely killed the way we pressed Lincoln, and I think it's because we took away some of the main pressing options, you know, we took Valassa, but went off, and he's like the little um anchor in, in the defence, the quarterback, as Warren calls him, uh, JJ were in all over the shop as well, and then Rathbun went off, and he's, like we said, the energiser bunny, and he just runs everywhere, so to take those three, I would say, core pressing players, especially against Lincoln, and um, it's completely killed it, I think. Mm.
0: I think you've got to bear
3: in mind as well the amount of games that we've played, like the yeah, intensity exactly. that they pressed at for for seventy minutes or so was was so sustained and so so strong that eventually, mm-hmm. you know, something was going to have to give, um, mm-hmm. and and yeah, maybe we lost our shape and maybe. We were a little bit too deep at points, which comes down to, you know, the mental side as well as the physical side in in knowing that you can play a little bit further up the pitch. But, you know, we're we're 2-0 up. So, I guess from a mental perspective, you almost sit off and you know what's going to come. So, you're preparing Mm. for that. So, yeah, there's plenty of different reasons for it. But, yeah, Mm. game done.
1: Yeah, and, and, and strangely, Michael Smith was on his backside. I, I don't think I've ever seen Smithy that tired. He, towards the end of the game, he just couldn't run anymore because he just chased mm. every ball down, much like JJ, but Smith has been yeah. many, many more minutes. I don't think I've ever seen Smithy that tired.
2: It's been a long season, mate. It's been a long season, and, and the way that we play, we play with such intensity um, that they've got to be immensely fit, which they are, but you know, they're going to start to burn out eventually you know um you, the thing is the, the 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 way that we play our football because of the way that other league te- league one teams play you're forced to use a lot more energy than you would be when you're playing at a higher level for example you know mm. because you're not given that time to play the way that we want to play when we've got when we're in possession so you you're pressing high you're pressing hard when you're out of possession but when you're in possession you're still constantly trying to have to you know, uh, you expend energy because you'd be impressed yourself. Um, so, it, it's just, it, it's one of them things, isn't it? And it, it, it I know we, we, we sort of raved about performance at first half and how good it were and everything else, but it's irrelevant, really. It is absolutely irrelevant now at this point of the season and the only thing that is important is it was Rotherham United to Lincoln one. That really is yeah. the the only important yeah. start out of, out of the, that, that game, and hopefully again for the remaining games.
1: Yeah, so, that's yeah, it, it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Danny's back with us, so I'll come to you for the next one. I want to mention we defensively, I thought we played pretty well, and we'll come to another individual performance a minute, But I thought Woody towards the end of the game, in the last twenty minutes, sort of lost his head a little bit. It got that silly uh, booking were really really <laughs> silly, and then a couple of clearances just started going really really weird. He got right, bollocking off Icky for just being a bit daft on ball. You don't expect that from Woody.
4: No, you don't. I just want to apologise if your mic's still a bit dodgy. You're going to have to put up with it for a second. (laughs) The magic of tweezers, having a fiddle about with the microphone. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, like you say, we don't really expect that from Woody. But then he sort of had a little spell against Hartlepool where he was like that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if it's just sheer desire that's getting the better of him or... The fact that I, I honestly I honestly don't know, to be honest. Um it could be fatigue and he's trying to overwork himself, but then he's making poor decisions because he's trying so hard to keep going. I honestly don't know. Um, a bit mad, wasn't it? That,
1: that twenty minutes yeah. from him were a bit mad. Yeah, I
4: mean I try my best to put me my mindset into a thirty six year old footballer who's been our captain for X amount of years, but I don't know. It, it, it surely has to be pure desire to get us over the line. Has to be, because we, mm. we we've learned not to expect that sort of thing from Woody. Normally he's the calm head, the leader, the organizer in defence. Mm. But last couple of games he's made some decisions that you'd expect from someone who's you know just coming through into the professional game. You know, a, a couple of silly silly challenges, silly crosses. You know, being a bit too keen to win a ball back and nearly being sent off a couple of times. But, I don't know. <laughs> you can tell something's not, not quite right, if that's the correct way to say it, when your number two is having a go at you. You know, it's like, um what's his face, having a go at Picard in Star Trek, isn't it? That normally doesn't happen. Um But now, I think it's down to pure desire and trying to get us over the line and trying to... Do it himself, you know. But sometimes doing it yourself isn't the best way, and it makes you look off the um off the team. If that makes sense, does that make sense? Mm.
2: What, one one of the it, things that does do is it allows Michael Hector to step up and show his leadership, mm. which is what he did. Um, you know, he, he is for me a future captain. I know he takes the armband when uh, when Wood is not playing, but but it just it, it just sort of cements, starts to cement his. Sort of place as, as as a leader within the team as well because you know he's 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 able to to pull Woody up um, and 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 point out to him the error of his ways. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, yeah. I go.
1: I thought Icky Danny uh, will. Sorry, I thought Icky had one of his best games. Well, he had a bl- he had a blip on it past month or so with a few dodgy performances. I thought it was almost faultless on Tuesday. I thought Icky was not far off man at the match. I, th- I thought he was brilliant.
3: Yeah, I mean. For me, the reason that Icky's made a couple of mistakes is purely just the amount of games that he's played. Um, I don't remember him missing too many uh, this season, but he, he was a calm head in in those stormy waters at the end of that that second half. Um, so we we've, we've got to get through uh, through through Saturday and uh, and hope he can do exactly the same. That's the most important thing now.
1: Yeah, no, it's. Uh, Michael Mortimer says if we're playing the Championship next season we need a new defence last few games have looked very shaky I think Michael you've been a little bit harsh um, I know for the last 20 25 minutes we were under the cosh but that wasn't necessarily the defence's fault that was because of the reason we talked about the enforced substitutions um, the defence actually dealt with it quite well and the pressure they were under for me mate, we, if that pressure was going to continue we were always going to succumb to something eventually I th- it was almost inevitable because of the situation that they would get something, at least a good chance, which they then put away.
2: Um, how many teams in the four football league divisions have conceded more goals than us this season?
1: Less goals. Less goals. Sorry, I mean, they've all conceded more. I think. But there you go.
2: <laughs> I mean, I don't agree with that comment. It's as simple as that. We've got, we've got the the best uh, defense in this division by, by a country mile. Um, we've got the best away defensive record in the country out of all four divisions. Um, we're thirty-eight games into the season, and we've conceded five goals away
4: from home. Is it five or six? Whatever, it doesn't really matter, league. does it? Yeah, five, five uh, in league, and I think it's. Yeah.
2: Uh, I, I I, 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 I'm with you, Matt. I, I, I think I think they were shaky towards the back end of that um, that game on, uh, on Tuesday night. They were shaky because nobody would open them you know they were just it was just wave after wave of pressure um so no i don't i don't agree with that at all um i think the defence has been absolutely solid and, and whoever you're playing there whether whether it be whether it be icky woody and matter icky woody and uh, Wes Harding or, or any combination with with angus as well in, in there no i'm not i'm not wearing that sorry
3: and i think just uh just to add to that mick if i may um I think if you go, go back to the Championship season last season um, and put us in that situation, um, we'd have conceded again on uh, on Tuesday yeah. night. And I think that's testament to how far we've come this season. It's obviously not been a comfortable last 20 minutes, but, you know, we've got through the test and that's another big tick in the box.
1: 100%. Yeah,
2: 100%. Mm.
1: Jinx. Uh, Mike, yes, how many away goals we conceded First half away goals, still none um, So yeah, exactly exactly. Yeah, it, well, listen, of...
4: well, well, I mean, it's two if you count the Papa John's trophy But that's still exceptional, isn't it? We don't count until finals, so don't know, by the no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, yeah.
2: that's t- it's that time of the season, isn't it? When you start to get nervy uh, And, and it's, it's quite clear looking, looking through social media That, you know well, we, we all do it some of us don't don't shout about it but you know we all look for for the negatives we're all it's human nature isn't it? you know to look for well what happens if this happens what happens if the other happens you know it's defense not playing particularly well what what about wiles he's never you know he has not done this or he has not done that we're always looking for something um to, to go wrong because we're expecting it and um, but I, I, it's just listen, we've got, we've got to enjoy the ride. We said this at the beginning of the season, we said it halfway through the season. This is all part of that ride, and, mm-hmm. and we are going to make mistakes. We have made mistakes, and I'm sure we'll make some others. But at come the back end of April, we will be in that top two.
1: I think so. Um, yeah, and this is on the championship documentary because how good we've been this season, the championship is different, Grave. Just look at Peterborough. Mm-hmm. As our previous seasons, yes, I suppose, but I'm not buying the Peterborough argument. Really, no, I might buy another argument. I'm not buying the Peterborough one. I don't think um, there's not a lot of
2: difference between that league and this it, league.
1: When you look at that, look at the points that everybody's got in the in that division this season. The championship—it's a poor, poor championship this year,
2: mate. We've um, been there. We've been there throughout the last four seasons. The, the standard, of football, the level of football is very. Very much the same as pretty much the same as this division, it's just those tiny little pieces of, of that yes. that jigsaw in terms of being able to put the ball in the back of the net, mm. you know. Um, that is it. The rest of it for me
1: is all much of a muchness. We'll see we'll hopefully see next season. Um, another slight negative, Danny, is something you tweeted about uh, the crowd. Um, I get the nervousness. I'm not going to dig, dig in a bit of the, nervous, uh, the nervousness of the crowd because I think the crowd tried try to get behind the players a lot. Um, but the emptiness of the... Certainly the cop, I said the family stand, so I can't tell you about the family stand, but there was pockets of empty seats almost before the 90th minute. And we were hanging on in a promotion game. It was very, very strange to see so many empty seats that weren't there at the start of the game.
4: Yeah, I agree. I mean, even um, the commentary team picked up on it. Matt Goodwin made a comment about it, saying there were people streaming out when we effectively Mm -hmm. needed them the most. If you're under the cosh in the last five minutes of a game, I think that's when it's make or break, especially when it's 2-1. If it's 2-1 and it's 85 minutes plus, in my opinion, you should really be staying behind unless you've got an absolutely blatant reason why you have to leave. You know, mm. medical emergency, <laughs> that, that, that sort of level. Um, and, and I know some people, like, want to go home and put young kids to bed and everything. Um, okay, fair enough. But if you're leaving just to, like, have your tea a little bit earlier or to beat the traffic out the ground, just stay another five, even ten minutes, you know, because mm. when it comes down to being, especially being 2-1, even, even a 1-1 one, one as well, those last five minutes are crucial very very crucial and it got to the point where there were so few of us i say few but there was so few of us left in the ground that warner had to get us going because all that noise had gone and i think by warning getting us going for that last two minutes or added time probably just snuck us over the line i think um, but like I say, it went quiet because of nerves and everything. And yes, you can have that initial panic stage of everything, but that's when you sort of have to flip it like, all right, we need to get behind the team and keep us going now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, a little a little bit poor from us to say we got a fair bit of praise because how loud we were at Wickham um, to then flip it to against Lincoln when there were pockets of the game where our end was just silent, other than yeah. odd, odd person chatting. To me especially when it's a potential title-winning season, just to repeat myself from the last one, when it's a potential title-winning season, get behind him, get loud. Even if you make a a titty yourself doing so, just do it. You know, I mean, I'm going to the the Shrewsbury game, which we'll talk about in a minute. I'm going with my mum, right? And I'm not scared to make make myself look like an idiot in front (laughs) of my mother, because if that's what the team needs, that's what they'll get. Um, Yeah, just... Especially on Saturday, get behind the lads because it's the last league game for a little bit. Get behind them, get loud, egg them on, and let's get um, another three points. Yes. If it's not three points okay. against Lincoln, let's, let's cement three points against Shrewsbury. Mm-hmm. Donna
1: says, I thought the crowd was louder than the previous week, which I agree with, but point to see people leave early. I don't understand why people leave. You don't leave five minutes earlier for a cinema. It's ridiculous in your opinion.
4: I think they're having a nice look at the new Don Street. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I can't
1: believe the look We can go walking down it. Yeah, I, 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 the, On Tuesday nights, the, the argument of beating the traffic is not on on Tuesday night. You don't get that much traffic on a Tuesday night. On Saturday, you do tend to get a bit more obvious because it's Saturday afternoon. There's no traffic on Tuesday night, ever, f- from my experience. We're not a ground that has particularly bad traffic anyway. Um, I was really disappointed. Really, really disappointed. Um, Will, anything you want to add on that?
3: I mean, I have quite a lot to add on it, to be honest. But I've got to be careful in terms of the fact that we're not past nine o'clock. Um,
4: we're not past the watershed yet, Will.
3: Exactly. Um, I found the deba- the whole fan debacle embarrassing, to be honest. And that's maybe just the way that I, I view uh, how a supporter should behave. And that's it's in the name, Supporter. We've got to show our support for this team and have they not done more than enough to to earn our support by this point we're, we're at 80 points and it's the middle of March we're, we're on the brink of being promoted potentially as as a, as a a team that could win the league and that's not good enough to get the fans behind our club and, and shouting and 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 singing for the club that they love. Why does it take our manager to come out and wave his arms, our players to come out and wave their arms for, a, for an individual to get behind the team? I find it embarrassing. spent most of my time singing um, in the Cop um, on, on Tuesday night. I think there were probably a hundred other other uh, singers that were doing exactly the same. The rest of it felt really, really quiet. Uh, and in the moments that those players really needed that extra 5 10% that... The crowd can give uh, a team, we just were not there. It was embarrassing for me. Mm.
1: Yeah, even Jimmy, even he refused to leave knowing it and make him late for his night shift. And that's if you're going to go to a game, I if you're going to leave at half time, I accept that. But if you're going to stay till
4: the 80th, you might as well stop to the 95th. It
3: that's um, the commitment, Jamie. Love it. Love
4: that. arriving for his night shift. Why are you late, Jamie? Uh, rough from game. Them, did, did the Yeah, <laughs> yeah, did the win? Yeah, like
2: <laughs> Can I just add a bit to that? <clears throat> and 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 I I fully agree with what what you've all said, and I do. I I, I can see exactly the uh, understand the point, but I, I still look at our attendances and I see nine and a half thousand, nine and a half thousand, ten thousand, eight and a half thousand, and 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 it it feels it feels so different. To to what I am used to as a Rotherham United supporter, you know, I am used to two and a half, three thousand, four thousand supporters. That's what I'm used to, and that's probably what Rotherham United have got as a hardcore, if you like, of support. You know, it's taking time to build it up, it's taking time to build that. Um, I, I use the word again hardcore support up from, from the levels that we that we were used to, and I know we're 10 years into this stadium now, but it, it's a generational thing, you know? These these things take a generation for people to start to become week-in, week-out supporters. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't really know where I'm going with it. I just... I, I don't want to be critical. I do not want to be critical of anybody who comes to our, our ground to follow Rotherham United because well, I've had so many years where there's not been enough of them um and, and if people come into the ground thinking, "Well shall I shan't I go again Shan, you know we've got we've got criticism on social media now that not only because we we you know we get we get criticism for not not shouting and supporting fans, we're now having criticism because we've sold already sold eight thousand from, from from our own fans, but we've already sold eight thousand tickets for Wembley. we're all these people every week. Why have we got to be like that? You know, because if, if, if you're just a part-time supporter, come every now and again, I'll go to all Wembley games. What's the best way to get you to come to a, a, a Saturday game or a Tuesday game? Insult them. Because it isn't, is it? You know what I mean? Um I don't know. I, I, I do agree with what you've all said about the fact that we should be getting behind the team. 100% we should be getting behind the team. In the ground, on social media, everywhere. We should be behind them, and that's not blind. Come on, you know, happy clapping. I'm not saying don't be critical, of it, but we we do need to get behind them. But I'm not a fan of um, having a pop. Other people, other people, you know, because they leave early or because they only come to certain games or, or whatever. None of us know everybody else's circumstances, but we're we're in a position where we're, we're building this club, um, or Tony Stewart and everybody else is building this club. Um, But it takes time, it takes time. You know, you don't just open a new stadium and go from 2,500 to 10,000 every week. Just not gonna happen, takes years. Um, This is why, this is why 50% of Swillsborough's crowd lives in Rotherham, you know? Because generationally, dads have been glory hunters in 70s, glory hunters in 80s, and kids have followed. That, it takes a long time to be able to maintain that level of support. For me, anyway, we're a small club, end of, you know. To get 9,500 every week in League One is, is, is brilliant. It's unbelievable. And I would never, if you'd have told me 15 years ago, you will be, you, Rotherham United will be in a brand spanking new stadium getting 9,500 every week, i think you were stupid. I, I Genuinely, I would. Because it's something know. that I've never known in my lifetime. So we shouldn't be... We sh- I don't think we should be critical of people for, for doing something that we wouldn't do. I think we should be getting behind our team,
4: but that applies to all of us, you know, everybody. I think one of the biggest biggest shames <clears throat> um, is that we have... I think we are in the top five um, filling of stadiums in League 1. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, th- I think we're sat... On eighty six percent filling average, I think. Which for a club of Rotherham's location, with albeit bigger clubs other than Doncaster around us, um, that is really good. But someone just sent me the um, the stadium plan for the Shrewsbury game, and we have only got two blocks that aren't red or completely sold out. And from what I've been told, red means there's less than fifty seats in a block. So north stand completely red, east stand red apart from two blocks that have sold out. Uh, Same with west stand apart from two blocks that have sold out and then one that's in amber. And then they've opened up a little bit of the south stand as well. But I think that might be for key workers that are coming because I've I've seen that they get tickets from the fan zone before a game. Um, So, yeah, so we are filling the ground, which is why for me it's more disappointing when it's quiet. You know, because let's face it, 9,500 people can make a lot of noise, can't they? And when you've got 9,500 people cheering on you and your team specifically, that gives you that extra 10%. And like, like you say, mate, it's not that long ago since they were pulling two or 3,000 at Milmore or sometimes Don less Valley. at Don Valley. So... We have got a very decent following for our location in terms of Wednesday and nearby United and nearby bars. is not not too far away. So just get into it. Get get involved. Get singing. doesn't matter if you make a fool of yourself singing. Just don't make an absolute idiot of yourself by going on the pitch or anything daft. Um, but yeah, <laughs> best way to describe it, make a fool of yourself but in the right way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and don't leave early if
1: you can please stay till the end at least stay till the end please if you can and also people can't if you can stay till the end just stay till the end get behind them because they, they need it not because they're rubbish players but because they, want, they deserve it as well anyway <laughs> we have a quick advert and then we'll be back to talk about Shrewsbury thank you Thanks. Manscaped who very kindly decided to sponsor Uh they're promoting their new product the Lawnmower Mower 4.0 um, which is kind of well known for Reducing cuts uh, and making it a lot easier to trim your balls. Uh, You can buy this separately or in a bundle called the Performance Package, which also, which in that you get a ball toner, ball toner, and ball deodorant, uh, which are actually very handy um, because they're specifically designed for your balls, so they they work very well. Uh, I would highly, I highly recommend all of this. Uh, The lawnmower, it comes with a little light. comes with a little light there that comes on when you when you turn the, the razor on. So it's very good. It comes with a little charging port, oh, which is also a little holder. Yeah, I highly recommend it. I use it, and I, I highly recommend it. You highly
2: recommend it, Ben. You highly recommend if somebody goes to manscaped.com and enters the code NYT for free shipping and 20% off. So that's manscaped.com for 20% off. Free shipping using the code NYT.
1: And Ben highly recommends it. Do you know a clever bit of editing I did at the start of that? You know, no. That clever it were, yeah. uh,
2: your <laughs> editing's as good as that new, mu- new run-out music at New York, isn't it? <laughs> well,
1: not the run-out music. I mean the music towards the montage on the screen. Yeah. Yeah, it's
2: not. I don't know. It's not brilliant,
1: is it? No. Yeah. Anyway, uh, a couple other bits. Um... The internationals, so the internationals confirmed that are leaving us so far are confirmed as JJ for doing the 21 through Ireland. Shane Ferguson for the Northern Ireland under 21. <laughs> it wishes he were under 21. No. It's Shane <laughs> Ferguson for the Northern Ireland seniors. Uh, Kieran McGuckin, the youth player, has been called up for Northern Ireland under 21s. That's a step up from where he was previously. Uh, Chio hasn't been confirmed yet, but that's for, you know, I expect that to be confirmed any moment now. Um, on Kim McGuckham, We should mention He is up for an award For goal of the month In the youth team We have tweeted that out I will also put it In the show notes It does close on Friday On Friday Midday I think So if you can Get over voting for him He's sec- in second place In the votes At the minute A couple hundred votes Behind a Carlisle player So if you haven't already It's on our, tw- it's on our Twitter page Go over and vote for him Because it's a brilliant goal um, There we go Michael Shrewsbury Town On Saturday afternoon played them it feels like about a week ago um, yes. so we know what we're getting really they, they they can be tough and solid but they can also be got out of first half at their place we should have won the game yeah, yeah, yeah um so it's all that all these games i suppose they're all down to us aren't they really
2: yeah yeah they are. They are. well we've said it before aren't they there's they're inter team in this division that we should be frightened of we know that um yeah they're going to be a tough opposition but hopefully if we can get out of traps like we got out of traps on tuesday night we should be fine. We should be fine. Um, this will be one of the games that they've earmarked as a three-pointer, um, and and us as supporters are almost are also going to earmark it as a three-pointer as well, aren't we? So, um, we just need to come out of traps like we did on on Tuesday, and we'll be fine. I think I, genuinely, I do.
1: Yeah, yeah. What will? What do you think? You, I know if, the good thing about playing them so long ago is, is they are. That's who they are. What do you expect from Shrewsbury? if anybody didn't go to the Shrewsbury game, I didn't watch the Shrewsbury game, what can we expect from Steve Cottrell's men on Saturday?
3: Well, I think they're a side that, I mean, are down at the bottom of the table at the moment or, or are now pretty much safe, but down there, um, but don't actually concede that many goals. They've only conceded 37 goals so far this season, which is the third best defence in the league, um, which points to the fact that they've got a few problems up top, Um, That said, I like uh, Danny Ludo, who's uh, a winger but can play up top as well. I think he's got 10 goals so far this season. Lots of pace on the break, um, but uh, also create a lot of their chances from set pieces as well. So, not dissimilar to us in in those sorts of ways. Very flexible formation. So, against us, they played a 3-4-3, but in in the following games, they've played a 3-4-2-1 and a 3-5-2 against against Morecambe on Tuesday um, and have now found the shooting boots, it would seem, just Mm. in time, which is great. Um, They're going to give us a little bit more time on the ball, which is good uh, and hopefully we can win the key battles. I think we'll probably have a a man in the middle of the pitch more, uh, so we've got to use that to our advantage and and work it out wide and put those crosses into the box. But I am confident, um, you know, if we can get a goal nice and early, um, that we can uh, that we can kick on and score a few more. They do concede uh, 63% of their goals in the first half. Um, so, interesting uh, little stat there that might just work in our favour.
1: Certainly after we played on Tuesday, where we went for it from the off. Uh, I wonder if that tar- might be another target on Saturday. Um, we have a comment here from, I've started out, J-Boy, I heard the Rathbun's injury is serious. Is that true? It's just rumours. But my understanding, Danny, and I'm just sort of Paul Davis, Rathbone and Barthes will hopefully be training on Friday afternoon, Friday. If they train Friday, they'll be in contention for Saturday. That's, is that what you understand as well?
4: Yeah, I've just pulled up the uh, pre-match press that Ward is done, uh, and he said neither <clears throat> will train today, Thursday. Uh, so whether they can train on Friday and be part on Saturday, he doesn't actually know at the minute they're going to monitor their pain threshold more than anything. Um, so they're both technically in the doubt category, but I think it's uh, Rathbun's injury that's the most serious of the two, because it's his quad that's gone. Um, But then again, we're we're like that for a full session. We only had eight doing a full session um, this week, and thankfully one of them was Jamie Lindsay. He was one of the eight doing Mm. the full session. Um, So we are a little bit walking wounded at the minute, but by the sounds of the two, Barlasa is more like to be okay for that day. It's um, basically just how much pain can they put up with and still be able to play football? Well, that is long and short, to be fair. Um, and then Jamie Lindsay is probably going to be involved because um, he's desperate to play. And we'll probably say he's 100% when he isn't 100% just to get on the pitch, you know, the team out. Um, so, yeah, but in that regard, but I can see the midfield probably being Wiles, Lindsay, and Barlas in his normal position. I think. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh, interesting. It's all about injuries making it. We know if there's good news on Friday that he might be back before the end of the season, which is good. But we are stuck with stuck with we're stuck with Michael Smith and JJ. Um, but the question is obviously on JJ. He put everything in on Tuesday. I'm assuming that Smith is going to be going to be fitness wise all right, but you don't know. So they both put everything in so it's it We might have to do something creative in that area in if jj can't do a, even an hour or 70 minutes it'll
2: be fine he's a young lad in not he? he'll be back on it he'll have been back on it today won't he it's not it's not like it were me you know what i mean I, I, if i run like that i'd be in hospital for three weeks uh, <laughs> he's, he's a fit young lad isn't he you know uh so he'll be fine he'll be fine um don't worry about him don't worry about it. Just just to keep you up to date with what's happening in the world, some oh, clown's yeah. handcuffed or tied himself to posts at Newcastle Everton games.
1: <laughs> I've seen <said> that. <laughs> not funny,
4: guys. It's not funny. It, I mean, I mean, it is. It, you can't really call it funny, but the madness of it is what makes it a little bit funny. Like why why is he done that then anyway
2: well i, I guess I, I assume it's newcastle goal he probably thought it was safest place to stand cuz he're never going to get 8 bit ball but he's
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> trying to help out jordan Pickford, i'm not sure
2: <laughs> i
4: think someone
3: tried to do it in liverpool and arsenal game last night as well <laughs> so i wonder if it's some uh, a like, thing organized or some protests yeah. weird weird people
1: I thought Everton being upset about it. Uh, wait he, yeah. Everton are upset this season, wait till he has to come to New York Stadium next season. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, we're not having um, him back, are we? <laughs> come on, bring him back. Um, Defenders, another pe- question, another question, Will. Um, the only person I think guaranteed a start is Icky. I should point out is his 300th career league game on Tuesday, which is a pretty milestone.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> Woody, you never know, because he played two games in quick succession. And Matic, again, I don't think we'll often see Matic play Tuesday and then Saturday. So we could see a couple of changes, potentially.
3: Yeah, I mean, the one that I'd like to see come into the side is probably Wes Harding, if possible, uh, to to manage that Daniel Ludo threat. Um, And as you say, Woody might not play because of the two games in a week already. I'd be tempted to say that he would start just because they've got Ryan Bowman up top, who's who's quite a handful. Um, so they might just think, well, we've got an international break to come anyway, so he can rest up and and all that sort of thing there. But yeah, that's probably the area where there'll be quite a lot of change, lots of change potentially. Um, well, lots of difficult decisions on that left hand side as well because you know Mikhail Miller's had a, an unbelievable night on uh, on Tuesday. Uh, but Shane Ferguson, I think, could be really important to to the, the quality delivery into the box um, and a few chances on uh, on Saturday as well. So, Warnie, it's over to you, mate. You've got the uh, the tough decision again.
1: Not at all, yeah. Uh, Danny, what would you do done left-hand side? Obviously, my question is going to be asking you about Miller's fitness, which obviously you can't answer that. But we've got to make sure we're managing properly. I don't think we'll see Miller do another 90 minutes so quickly afterwards, for me, my head, it makes sense to start Fergie, 60 minutes, 65, 70 minutes, and then give him a little blast for 20. That's my head. What, 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 what do you like, What does your uneducated mind like my uneducated mind think?
4: <laughs> Thanks for that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um I'm going to be really kamikaze with my approach to it. I think because we've got the international break coming up, I'd go all guns blazing first half all guns blazing mm. personally like kill him off the pace in the first half like will says they uh, they have a goal in them conceding in the first half uh we might come funny again but anyway you have to put up with it i'm sorry um but yeah all, all guns blazing we've got a nice rest we've got all the key players coming back towards the end of the international break i just go for it to be fair all, all guns blazing killing off his pace um and yeah, just, just, try, just try to try to pay you go for it.
1: Mm. Yeah, I agree. Um, we have referee watch is Anthony Backhouse. Um, every referee I, I research, I, go, oh, I don't like that name, and then I realize the only ref is against Portsmouth from being 4 1. So I'm just constantly scared of bad referees. <laughs>
0: um,
1: uh, yeah. Uh but unbeaten um, in six games against Shrewsbury as well. Last six games, four wins in six game. games for us. They simply win the playoff final. Uh S sixty four Miller would like to see Warnie start Reg again. Uh S sixty four Miller said it was amazing against Hartlepool. Didn't agree with that. <laughs> I it was really shaky against <laughs> Hartlepool. Um, but yeah, I, if Reg comes in, I don't I, I, you know it's hardly hardly a worry, is it? Um We've got another question here, Michael. Dean Catley wants to know, how many more wins do we think he'll need to get promoted? Sitting on 80 points with eight games left to play, seven points ahead of the MK Dons. Uh, I think we're still four, four ahead of Wigan still, but they have two games at hand still. Um, still 10 points, Mick, or so three wins in a draw, or more or less? All right, so, yeah,
2: three wins, three wins in a draw. Um, I think that makes it very, very difficult to catch, won't it? Because that'd be at least three games that they can't outscore us, on points-wise, you know what mm. I mean. So, um, no, I think three wins should should may not guarantee it straight away. You know, if we win the next three games on on the bounce, but uh, I think three wins will see us just about over the line. Um, so, and, and are the next three games not all at home?
1: No, because the Portsmouth one's been popped in the middle of there, hasn't it? Oh, it's been
2: popped in the middle, was it? So. So that that the, the the final one then is it is it Ipswich on Good Friday is the, the is that the next home game?
1: No, we've got this one, uh week off, then Sutton at Wembley, then Charlton, then yeah. Portsmouth, then Ipswich, then Burton. That's
2: so all. the Ipswich Ipswich Burton game could be the, the games that we're targeting to to get automatic if everything goes to plan between now and then.
1: Well, who knows? Because MK don't I have two more two more games in Antos, aren't they? Because because the games that we're missing, or likely, I don't think we have many internationals. Well, we're going
2: to have two more games in hand to them, you them.
1: Sorry, yes, that's what i meant. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. That's not what I said. Um, Will is that? Do you think that sounds about right? Three wins and maybe a draw in there.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm greedy. I'd like eight wins, but mm. um, yeah, definitely <laughs> three three wins and a draw sounds about right. Um, it, I'm still, even at this point, nervous as hell that we'll throw it away just because we've got so many games in such close proximity. But yeah. yeah, I think three wins and a, and a draw probably does it. Hopefully, we're, in coming to the end of the season, we'll play a few teams that are on the beach as well uh, yeah. and, and potentially throw a game for us. Um, fingers crossed.
1: <laughs> yeah. I've been saying for a little while, it's all about either matching or improving our results. From previous in the season, and we're still doing that. I think we've only got a worse result once so far in our second game round. Tuesday again, we drew Lincoln first time, beat and second time. We're still improving on our original record, and our original record was ridiculous. Uh, sorry, MK Dons is MK Dons and Fleetwood are the two who haven't improved upon. Um, so it's just it shows the position we're in, Danny. We, we're in. I'm, I'm exactly the same as Will. I'm still very, very worried that this is all going to go badly. <laughs> but if i'm outside, if I'm a, I don't know, if I'm a Wednesday fan, for example. I'm thinking, bother them, bother them, are done, they're up, aren't they? But it's just yeah. difficult from inside.
4: Yeah, I think so. um <laughs> I'm going to be optimist here and, and say, why can't we win our last eight games? Why not? um You, you might say in- injuries and and potentially this that, and other, but I don't know. I'm always the optimist. Why can't we win our next eight? You know. I agree that maybe three wins and a draw will probably see us over the line in terms of promotion. Um, let's let's not forget, we need six wins and one draw for 100 points still. I'm going to keep pushing that rhetoric. Why can't we do it? You know, why why can't we? Where is the stamp that says, no, you're not going to do that? Like, yes, injuries and fatigue and this, that and other, in another hellish April that we've got coming up. But... In the Championship last year, it was all about the desire to try and stay up. And we nearly did it by, what, six minutes in the end. Mm. This season, we looked at it and go, right, let's get it over the line this time. You Warning, will use that motivation to keep pushing the lads on. And everyone says, oh, you know, I, I, I wouldn't mind if we don't win the league and get promoted. It's like, yeah, I, I agree. I, I want to get promoted as well. But imagine if we become... I don't know if we are will be the first, but imagine if we are one of the first teams to win a double, if from League One, <laughs> you know, like, ima- imagine, you know, the, the town will stop functioning for a week, won't it? <laughs> you, know, you know, shops will be short saying, uh, sorry, gone to the pub to celebrate the double, you know, <laughs> that, that needs to be the motivation, not just for fans, but also for the players, you know, do it not just for yourselves and your career, but for your family, like, If we do a double, this squad will be heroes in Rotherham's history books forever. You know, Mm. so let's go for it.
1: I will. Yeah, that's team talk for Saturday. That.
4: (laughs) Yeah, one you can clip that. I give you permission. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Let's get excited, Millers. Let's get excited. Let's get behind the boys. Last game before a little break. Um, So it's Wembley, and then it's Wembley. Um, a couple of sources of score predictions uh, Mick for Saturday score prediction please
2: 2-0 I think it's a clean sheet this time
1: um, and I think we'll
2: um, I think we'll I think we'll win 2-0 2-0 we,
1: we do a clean sheet are not we
2: yeah no. one game That's we have on so. yeah exactly <laughs>
1: <laughs> Will strike while
3: the iron is hot 1-0 Seventh right, minute. really
4: Uh Danny 3-1, I think. 3-1 thinks we're going to concede? What's all that about? Well, we, we tend to concede at home and not away, so... <laughs> That's true, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm going to do 3-0. Let's be
4: positive, shall we? Um.
1: So we've got Harvey Kovic in the comments. 2-0. Oh, 2-0. Steve Grundy, 2-0. Donald London says 1-0. Russ Ferns with me. Says 3-0. So does Jamie. So does Dean. Yeah like the positivity. Well, if we get promoted next season, people won't be as positive in the championship. Mm. Um, but yeah, there we go. There we go. There we go. Uh, I think we've checked about everything off the list. Is there anything else, any other topics, any other mentions that I haven't already covered? I'm sure there's probably something. No.
4: Mm, no, no I think so. The one thing I'll say to back up my score prediction is I'm happy if we don't lose. You know, if 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 it's a, if it's another nil nil against Rovers, I won't be t- completely disappointed because at, at this point in the season, it's not about um all the, well. I'm going to contradict myself and say it's not about all, always about all guns blazing and scoring loads of goals past them. As long as you don't lose, you're still in the fight, really, isn't it? Hmm. But it's again, McDonald's in it, just, yeah. Whatever McDonald's do, just match it. Yeah, uh, exactly. Still, if we had if we had another game goodness. midweek or. The weekend after without the break, I wouldn't have said all guns blazing, but because we've got a little rest and people coming back, all guns get blazing, let's go for it. Three one. Easy. Easy. I've, I've said that <laughs> one nil now. Oh dear. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Brilliant. So thank you all for getting involved. Don't forget to pick up your red your gloves on Saturday to donate to Rotherham Hospice. Um it does about how our episode's gonna work, We'll do an episode on Sunday because that'll be the review of the Shrewsbury game. There then won't be an episode next Thursday, Friday, because we have not to talk about because there's no game. Um, but as we've already mentioned, we're doing the all day podcast last week. And while we're recording, Alfie's confirmed that he's going to come on. Adam LaFondra is going to come on next Saturday to talk to us again, which I'm so excited. I've already spoke to him once before, but I'm so excited to speak to him again. Trevor Berry is coming on and I can't wait to speak to Trevor Berry again because he's a legend and all. Working on two or three other things. Um, so if you want to join us next Saturday and donate to the Ukrainian Red Cross Fund, that is for us, us next Saturday. Um yeah. Brilliant, Mick. Anything to add on on top of that?
2: Uh, yeah, just so yeah, we're not doing a podcast on Thursday because we've got nothing to talk about. But on Saturday we'll do twelve hours.
1: <laughs> yes, charity. <laughs> I was just trying to man. work
2: out how, that, how that's going to work, mate. Um I mean, you know, yeah, whatever. <laughs>
1: well, we could do on Thursday, but then we have less to talk about on Saturday. Yeah, that's true. You never know. Ben might make an appearance as well. Who ben knows? has said he's going to turn up for most of that day. Has um, it indeed? he indeed? yeah don't know, Will. You're welcome to join us. Join us as well, uh, unless you oh, have a life, thanks uh, for uh,
3: invite, guys. Thanks for playing a twelve-hour <laughs> thing without even
4: asking me.
1: Well, you, you can follow Alfie, and I have much of an act to follow. <laughs> yeah, nice and easy. Cheers. <laughs> Brilliant, and Danny. Pleasure as always. Thank you for coming, and Will's pleasure as well. Mix pleasure. Everybody who's listened, thank you for being with us. See you next time. Thank you so
0: Ambitious.